The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter. A doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. You ready? How awesome was Greg Fritz last week? Woo, man. I'm still listening uh, to those teachings, and I encourage you to uh, do the same as well. There are a lot of things that I'm picking up on uh, by listening again that I had missed, you know, the first time listening to it. And, I mean, it's, it was just fun. Amen. Amen. And uh, uh, we just got back. I just got back from Kampala, Uganda yesterday. Uh, we were there with our good friends and ministry, uh, Carish Bible College and Andrew Womack Ministry. Uh, they are very close friends of us uh, in the ministry. And so we went to Zimbabwe last Sunday straight after church and did open days uh, in Zimbabwe from Monday through Wednesday. Man, they worked me. I'll tell you that. I preached twice every single day. By the time you get to the hotel, you are finished. Okay, but it was fun. It's all good. You know, God's strength. And um, we then transitioned and went to Uganda. And, uh, you know, I, I used to wander, you know, walking around the airport and seeing those people that are running. You know, you, have you ever been to the airport and you see these people that are running in the airport and you're wondering, what's wrong with this guy? I was one of them on Wednesday. So what happened was our flight from Zim was delayed. So our connection flight was boarding while we were disembarking. And so they just came and said, hey, grab anything you can. Let's run. <laughs> hey, man, we were running through the airport. And uh, we landed in uh, Kampala at 2 in the morning. And, uh, you know, when you go to uh, Kampala in Uganda, they, you know, you, you have to bring another COVID test. Uh, but because they don't trust us, you know, Southern Africans, they, they will just kind of take a look at it. But you have to do another one at the airport. And the queue was from a year to Randbeck. And so by the time we got to the hotel, it was five in the morning, and I mean, we had to start the day and start preaching again, but man, it was fun. It was awesome. Uh, this week, next week, we continued the, the trip to Heidelberg, uh, Cape Town in the Western Cape, you know, so we're going to continue this journey of suffering for Jesus. <laughs> Humbly suffering for Jesus, for the Lord in, in the Western Cave. Amen. So send all your prayers. Hallelujah. <laughs> but what I want to do uh, this morning, they send their love. Zimbabwe and Uganda, they all send their love. And uh, what I want to do this morning is talk to you about something we started uh, two weeks ago. And then Greg Fritz came and did a little intermission between. And then now we are getting back to it. I think this is the last uh, of the installments. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about how you can flow and grow in favor when it comes to your assignment. How you can learn how to flow in, in, uh, in the favor of God, but also learn how to grow uh, in this favor. Scripture tells us in Luke 2.52 uh, that Jesus Christ grew in wisdom and in stature, uh, but he also grew uh, in favor. Amen? So we, you and I can grow in favor. If Jesus needed to grow in this favor, I can assure you, uh, you and I also need to grow in this favor. But it's interesting that in Luke 2.52, he said, uh, Jesus Christ grew in favor with God and with man. And so I want you to notice the order of progression here is that you always start with God. When it comes to favor, uh, God is our great initiator. 
uh, when it comes to favor, the foundation of uh, flowing in favor when it comes to your assignment is to start with God. Focus on uh, getting this favor from God. You know, sometimes uh, we get it twisted when we look horizontally and we're trying to, you know, see the favor of God come from over there and uh, from over there and uh, it leads to frustration. Uh, it leads to hurt. But when your eyes are fixed on the Lord as the one who gives you the favor, then it will ultimately result in men uh, favoring you. Amen? Amen? So the object of our focus, the object of our worship is always God. When it comes to favor, it's never to try and get it from people. Otherwise, we will be frustrated. We position ourselves uh, for frustration. And so God, uh, it always starts with God. And God has, has poured out his favor uh, for, for, for your assignments, especially uh, in these last days. For us new covenant believers, you know, we believe in grace, right? We are a grace church. And uh, the, the, the definition of the word grace is unmerited favor, right? Any Bible school students? What is grace? Grace is unmerited favor. The word unmerited means, man, I'm pronouncing like Uganda. I spent too much time with that. Unmerited. <laughs> So, so I'm going to share with you a little story. Huh? I'm going to share with you. So, so in, in the local language, you know, uh, Luganda, uh, they, 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 um, you know, uh, they have a, a term that they swap the word R, the letter R with the letter L. So they just take that whole deal to English. So language becomes language and, you know, they just do that. <laughs> And so, you know, I was getting ready to go for my COVID test. And uh, so I asked my driver, I said, hey, listen, I need to do my COVID. Where are we going? He said, oh, no, I know the place. It's called Test and Fry. <laughs> so I'm thinking, Test and Fry? <laughs> uh, what are they going to fry? <laughs> no, he said fry. <laughs> it's like, oh, snap. <laughs> So un, 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 unmerited, right? Unmerited. But here's what I want to say is that, you know, uh, and, and I'm, I'm part of the grace crew. You know, I'm part of the grace crowd. And, and, uh, but, you know, we, we've, we've overemphasized the free part, unmerited. Uh, and we hardly ever say anything about the favor part. And so, you know, when, when, when you go into a, a grace seminar, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you're going to be inundated with information about how this is free. And it is free. Free doesn't mean cheap. It was expensive. Jesus paid dearly for us to have it. But it's free. Amen? And so you go there. They're all going to say, yeah, it's free. Your know, forgiveness of sin is free. All these things is free. Salvation is free. But I feel like we overemphasized the free, the, the, the unmeritedness at the expense of what it is that's really free. And I was saying, you know, when something is free, uh, the human nature uh, tends to uh, shoot for the best. And I totally agree with that. You know, last month was December, right? And a lot of companies uh, in South Africa, December is our big month. A lot of companies uh, here will take their stuff out to eat and so on and so forth. And it's on the company, which means it's free. And so what I tend, as a church, we did the same thing. You know, we take guys out to eat that are a part of our staff, you know, and, uh, you know, a few of our uh, HODs that could join, they joined. And I couldn't help but notice that everybody was just, you know, all of a sudden, everybody upgraded their taste buds. <laughs> because it's on the company budget. You know, uh, people that usually go for quarter chicken and chips and they are simple, it's straightforward. They're, they're ordering things they can't pronounce. <laughs> Amen? And if it was a, you know, company, worldly company, you know, the uh, guys that uh, drink beer. Beer is for the peasants, right? The guys that drink beer, all of a sudden, it's, a, it's on the company. Did you say it's on the company bill? Yeah. What uh, expensive whisk do you have in this? <laughs> you know why? Because it's free, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But here's what I, I want to... Uh, drive to is that uh, similarly our salvation is free but unfortunately we've only shot for entry level salvation is free but we've camped only on the fact that i've received the forgiveness of sin and i'm going to heaven we haven't shot for the best 
There is still something else on the menu. There is prosperity on the menu that we should be shooting for. Amen? There is healing on the menu that we should be shooting for. There is miracles on the menu that we should be shooting for. And hear this, there is favor on the menu that we should be shooting for. And so not only is grace free, it is also favor. Amen? Amen? God wants you to experience his favor. And what is favor, you may ask? I have this definition of favor, and I say this. Favor is the difference that makes a difference where there is no difference. In other words, we both didn't do so well at metric. We both uh, uh, come from a, a, a disadvantaged background. We both come from a dysfunctional family on the wrong side of the tracks, you know, the railway line on the wrong side of it. And, uh, but yet, because God has smeared his favor on me, there's going to be a difference on me that makes a difference where there is no difference. That's what the favor of God does. It is the favor of God that brings preferential treatment. It is the favor of God that brings supernatural increase and restoration. Favor brings prominence. It is the favor of God that will grant petitions. It is the favor of God that will have laws and policies and rules changed in your favor. It is the favor of God that will have battles won which I do not have to fight. The favor of God will bring divine connections and kairos moments. The favor of God will open doors that men have said are impossible to open. And no obstacle can stop you when you have the favor of God. No hindrance can delay you when you are functioning in the favor of God. Amen? And so scripture says in Psalm 5 verse 12, it says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. Who are the righteous? Someone shout, I am the righteous. Amen. Amen. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, there was a divine exchange. He took our place. He who knew no sin became sin at the cross. He did not become a sinner. He became sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? And so when scripture says, For you, O Lord, bless the righteous, he's talking about you. He's talking about me. He says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous and with favor you will surround him as a shield. And so the favor of God is here for you and I. The favor of God is constant. The favor of God is a reality. It is the truth. All we have to do is to know it and choose it and start walking in it. Like Pastor Greg said last week, we have to believe it and start functioning uh, in it. Can I get an amen? amen. And so today, we, we're going to learn uh, a few laws uh, of how you can function in favor uh, in your assignment. And the reason I really am, am, am driving towards your assignment is because it's my desire as your pastor to see you flourish in the thing that God has called you uh, to do in the earth. Amen? Uh, it is a desire for me to see you prosper. It is a desire for me to see you healed. It is a desire for uh, me to see you experience salvation. But my greatest desire as your pastor is to see you function in your assignment. Because that's what's going to get you these words when you get to heaven. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You did what God called you to do. And for us to be able to do what God has called us to do, we're going to need this favor on our lives. We're going to need this favor uh, in operation uh, uh, over us. And I believe that this will uh, uh, make a difference uh, in our lives. As we were leaving you know, Zimbabwe, I was just having a chat with Isaac, who is the... Uh, CBC regional director which means you know he runs the whole continent of Africa and I was just having a chat with him and just you know my passion is the continent of Africa I'm passionate about Africa I will go wherever God sends me on the continent of Africa I'm ready you know to see our people hear this gospel of truth uh, this uh, truth of the gospel so that they can be set free amen and so we're just talking and I said this to him I said Isaac do you realize what would happen if you open a school in Lagos, Nigeria. And he said to me, bro, I, 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 you know, I, we're really praying about that because, you know, it's been, it's been long overdue. I told him, I said, man, once you open that school, <laughs> easy. Your first year class is going to be 2,000 people. Easy. Easy. They will show up and say, where were you? 
What took you so long? Isaac, I'm signing up today. You know that? I'm signing up today. Put my name down. Put my name. I told him, I said, man, you're going to get 2000 He said, you know what? I, I totally agree. You know, that's, I said, so what's the hold up? You know what he said to me? He said, people, I need the right people. And I read that scripture in Matthew uh, chapter number uh, uh, 7, I believe. Matthew chapter number 9, verse 37. Jesus said this. He said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plenteous. In other words, uh, there's so much to do. He said the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. And when I read that, and when I heard Isaac say that, and several other business people that I talked to, the number one thing they're constantly looking for is people. You talk to any business person, you say, what's your number one prayer request? They're not going to say more money. They're going to say, man, I just, I just want the right people. You know, uh, Pastor Greg Fritz, we got to take him out to eat for lunch uh, a few times. And my wife asked him, actually, uh, she said, you know, uh, he's moving his ministry into a bigger premise. And so my wife asked, said, you know, what would be your number one prayer request? What should we be praying for as you make this transition? You know, you know what he said? He said, pray that I find people. Everybody is looking for people. And so when you learn how to flow, grow in this uh, a favor, in this assignment, in the assignment God has given you, man, there's opportunities that are already waiting for you. God has already gone before you and he has already made opportunities ready. He's just waiting for us to come under this favor so that these opportunities can fall in our lives. Can I get an amen? Uh, you know, I was at the uh, uh, Men's Advance 2016, I think, in Colorado, and, you know, one of my friends, pastors at Pastor Dwayne Sheriff's Church, uh, Craig's me, and uh, so Craig said, you must go and say hi to Dwayne when you're there, so I went over to say hi to him, and I walked over, I said, hey, Dwayne, how are you doing? And he said, I'm fine. He said, are you a pastor, aren't you? I said, yeah, I am a pastor. Uh, how did you know, sir? He said, I know a good pastor when I see one, and I flattered me. That flattered me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I said, you are right. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> and then he went on to say this, true story. He said, you see, that's my problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, we are planting, I think it was their 14th campus. He said, we are planting our 14th campus, but I don't have the pastors to pastor these campuses. Amen? And so what I began to realize is that, you know, contrary to a popular belief, opportunities are everywhere. What we just need to do is to learn how to grow in this favor so that these opportunities start to find us. Amen? And so that's what we're going to be doing this morning. You know, I, I drew this diagram in the first service. And, uh, you know, I say this. I say this is, this, is, this is a cloud. You know, I'm going to try and make it look better than the first service, you know. This is the glory cloud, if you will, if, if you are more spiritual, right? You know, it, it becomes the glory cloud. But for the rest of us, you know, myself included, we just call it the grace cloud. And here's the thing about the grace cloud is that it's constantly uh, uh, pouring out favor and opportunities. Constantly. It's pouring out. It's giving. In fact, that's the definition. The Greek word for heaven is oranos, which simply means uh, pushing out. God is constantly pushing out stuff. That's his nature. He's constantly giving. And so heaven is constantly releasing grace. What is grace? Unmerited favor and so here's what tends to happen uh, uh with us is that they, there's a little guy that controls he regulates your life this little guy uh looks like this what might be his name see i drew it right this time i didn't have to you know tell you who it was so this little guy called the heart he he tends to regulate your life go with me to proverbs 423 if you don't believe it you're gonna see it Proverbs uh, chapter, do you know even single people at church, I ask them, I say, why aren't you getting married? Do you know what they're looking for? People. <laughs> you see, there's no people. They, 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 I was talking to Spoo, where is Spoo? I was talking to Spoo, Tsepiso, uh, uh, all these boys, I'm praying hard for them. I'm saying, what's going on? What are you looking for? These are people. I'm like, listen, there's 60 million of us in South Africa. What are you talking They're looking for a specific person. Amen. And that person needs to <laughs> position them under the spoo cloud. Okay, okay, okay. 
can pick on him. He's not here. <laughs> okay. Let's read it in uh, let's read it in the NLT. Watch what it says. It says, guard your heart. So this little guy need to, needs to be kept in check. Because he's the one that regulates your life. He says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of life. So your course, the course of your life is regulated by this little guy. This little guy is amazing. He has feet and hands and eyes. This little guy called heart. Right? He's over here. And we need to keep him in check. And so, uh, uh, what we're trying to do, the constant battle of life, is to get this guy to move from here. Because there's nothing go going on over here. It's a blue sky. There's nothing going on over here. The constant battle of life is to try and get this little guy to live his life under here. That's the constant battle of life. You know, when you get grace instructions in scripture, God is uh, calling you to do something. Uh, it's because he's trying to move this little guy from over here to over there. And so this is a part of what the grace uh, church has missed in dealing with sin. Is that sin doesn't affect God. It doesn't affect, you know, what Jesus paid for at the cross. It doesn't affect whether you go to heaven or you don't. Uh, all it does is it keeps this guy outside of the glory cloud. Because it moves your heart uh, from under uh, the grace cloud where the favor of God is constantly flowing. So you'll still get to heaven. You will just not experience the fullness of what God has for you. Amen. Amen? When you're dealing with unforgiveness. You know, when God says, uh, if they slap you on this side, give them the other side. It is because he wants to make sure that your little heart stays here. Because everything, someone say everything, everything God is going to give you into your life, everything that's going to be manifested into your life has to flow through the channel of your heart. Amen. And you can't cheat the system. Amen. Everything God gives you has to flow through the channel of your heart. It's like if you want to drive to uh, Polokwani, there's a toll gate in Pretoria that you have to pass through regardless of who you are. It's the same thing. When God brings stuff into our lives, it has to go through the channel of our hearts. And this is why we should guard our hearts with all diligence, with everything you have. You need to guard your heart. And I say this, uh, part of uh, 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 your effort to being great is to vehemently reject pettiness. Because if you allow pettiness in your heart, it will just move your heart from being under here to far away from where the glory cloud is. You know, when they say forgiveness will do you good more than the person you are forgiving, this is what they're talking about. Because forgiveness will move you here. Can I get an amen? Uh, when Jesus said in uh, Acts chapter number 20, I believe verse 35, when he said, uh, verse 25, he said it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. This is what he was talking about. Because giving, when God says, give me something, it is not because God uh, is in uh, deficiency. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Amen. He said, all the silver and all the gold is mine. And so when God says, give me something, it is not because God wants you, uh, wants to receive something from you. It is simply because God wants you to transport your heart from being here to over here. If you read Matthew 6, 21, it says, where your treasure is, this dude and this dude, these guys here, they are connected. Big time. And this dude here likes to follow these two guys all the time. That's why Matthew 6.21 says, Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If you don't believe it, you know, give, give your wife your credit card after service. And, uh, you know, let her go to Santon. Here's a true story, gentlemen. Is that your heart will go with her? You can stay behind watching rugby, but your heart will be in Santon. Most of you, and I've said this before, most of you will call her a record time on that day. Why? Because she's got treasure. Right? And so, I have a question. 
I know most of you, you know, are, are, are clever, and, you know, you can help me with this, you know, just decipher this. Now, if this dude, my heart, and these dudes are connected, what can I do practically to move this dude, start getting his feet to move to over here under the glory cloud? Move the money. When you move the money over here, your heart has no choice but to follow and be over here. And when you get here, all of a sudden you thought you were giving something to God. You're going to turn around and all of a sudden you're getting wet. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. All of a sudden, oh, there's favor. All of a sudden there are things falling on you, getting on you, that God was already doing. He didn't do it. He didn't start making it rain when you got here. It was already in operation. You just changed locations. And so this is what giving is about. Giving will do the giver more good than the one who's receiving. This is why when you go out to eat with real givers, man, they're always going to be fighting for the bill. Because they want to keep their hearts over here. And when they get over there, the favor of God will begin to fall on their lives. Can I get an amen? amen? Let's go quickly now to Proverbs 11 verse 24. So giving is one of the things you can do practically uh, to start experiencing uh, the favor of God in your assignment. Uh, Proverbs 11 verse 24, listen what it says uh, in the King James. It says there is he that scatters. He's talking about someone who gives uh, liberally, someone who's extravagant. He says there is he that scatters, yet it, in it increases. Uh, there is he that withholdeth more than his meat. Yet it leads uh, to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that waters others shall be watered also himself. Now I want to read the same uh, verse, verse 24, in the Message Bible, if you will. <coughs> Proverbs 11, verse 24, in the Message Bible. We're talking about how you can get from here. Get your heart in the kingdom of God, you know. Uh, someone once came to me and they said, Pastor, you know, um, uh, uh, will you please pray for me? Uh, this year I'm making a New Year's resolution. I want to be in church more. And I want to be at church more. I said, we don't have to pray for that. I can give you an easy solution. They said, what's that? I said, start giving your money to the church. You'll be here next Sunday to see what we are doing with your money. <laughs> Simple. We don't need to pray. Yes, pastor, fast with me and pray. No, give us your money. You'll be here next Sunday. Amen. Because your heart follows, your feet will follow your money. Amen? So God set up the system that way. So if you want to experience kingdom, send your money to the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God. You know what that looks like? It looks like taking your treasure and giving it to God. And when you do, you will be in the kingdom of God and experience the kingdom lifestyle. It is not because God is trying to get something from, from you. It is because God is trying to get something to you. Man, if you get that right... You're on your way up. Oh, yeah, I might as well add this. It's not because God is trying to get something to the pastor as well. Because the pastor is all right. I mean, look at his shirt. The pastor is doing good. Straight out of Uganda, brother. Not Randbeck. Uganda, straight out of Kampala. I can't wait for the next uh, 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 Africa Day, you know, when we have September the 24th, uh, you know, that Sunday, we're going to do, I've got another outfit for that one. <laughs> so I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. So how do you move your heart from here? The number one, we said you must what? You must give. Amen. Giving will do you good uh, and uh, it will position you to receive this kind of favor we're talking about. Number two, someone say number two. Number two is this, serve with a low barrier to entry. You know, both Isaac and I started talking, and uh, we both came to the conclusion that uh, if God didn't give us a penny, we would still continue doing what we are doing. Because our hearts is to serve, watch this, with a low barrier to entry. Your barrier to entry should be so low that God doesn't even worry about sending you somewhere. Some of you, God is even afraid to send you anywhere. Because you won't go if it's not business. 
You're not going to go if it's not a five-star hotel. You're not going to go if they don't give you temperature, you know, that room temperature. It can't be too cold or too... They, you will not go if you don't have amaberas. You must have amaberas, you know, that serve you. So all these barriers to entry, you know, they're stopping you from experiencing what God has for you. If you really want to experience what God has for you, remove the barriers to entry. Because it is not about you. It is about Jesus. There is only one superstar in the kingdom of God. And it is not you. It is not me. It is Jesus. Amen. And if you want to grow in these things we are talking about, just get out of the way and let Jesus shine and he will promote you. Amen. Yep. Amen. God wants to exalt you, but he doesn't want you trying to exalt yourself. He wants you to serve, watch this now, with a low barrier to entry. Very low. It should be easy for God to get you to do something that he wants you to do. The Apostle Paul said it like this in, in Philippians 4 uh, verse 12. He said, I've learned how to abound and I've learned how to be abased. In other words, I can do this work whether in good times or in, I'm just ready to do this work. Amen. Amen. I said, amen. amen. In fact, you know, I, I, I told them when I, I st started, you know, pastoring, they wanted to give me armor bearers. I said, no, I don't need no armor bearer. I can carry my own armor. And uh, they said, you know, uh, they said they wanted to give a real big, get a big pulpit. They wanted to give a, I said, no, I'm going to use the music stand. So whatever, we need to get the word out. Don't get too caught up in the stuff that don't matter. Can I get an Amen. amen. And when you focused on just getting the job done, then God's favor will be on you and God can use you. If you are called <laughs> to be in the ministry, I say this in the, in the first service, if you are called to be in the ministry, don't be a guest speaker even when you are a guest speaker. And you, you get all this. We were in New York. We went to New York with about 15 guys from here, from Faith Hill Church. We went on a mission trip. Someone say mission trip. It was a mission trip. We were not going on vacation. It was a mission trip. So we went on a mission trip, about 15 of us, and they rented two big houses for us in Jersey City. You remember? Uh, Jabu was there with us, Marshall. Some of you were there. And uh, so we were two big houses, three floors, you know, one uh, uh, two, three, and uh, so they put the ladies and, on the upper deck, right? And the guys, we were in the middle, and ground floor was uh, the other guys from California, I think, you know? And so we were all in this house, and at the end of the mission, it was only three days. Someone say only three days. It was only just three days. And so at the end, they gave us some forms to do like a review of, you know, what it was like. Man, I got the shock of my life. One of the people I went with, it should have been better for someone else. One of the people I went with, you didn't even pay for this ticket. <laughs> you know, we're in New Jersey City. Jersey City, beautiful place. You know, you can literally get out of the house we stayed in and run on the pier and you're overlooking Manhattan. It's beautiful. It's nice. Good weather. It was uh, uh, in uh, autumn. Just going into winter. Someone had the audacity to write on the review form, you should do better with accommodation next time. Man, I'm embarrassed. I'm looking at the ground. I'm swallowing me right now. I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe one of my team members, out of all this experience, I mean, three days. After that, they could get together with their you know, spouses and live in a nicer house. But I mean, three you can't give God three days just you know, uh, in, a, in a nice place. It's not bad. High barriers to entry. You want to experience this favor. You need to remove all expectation from your heart if you want God really to use you. I'm talking about expectation from others. Your expectation should only come from above. When it comes to finances, God told me this. He said, Tafara never put pressure on the people, always put pressure on the word. And when you put pressure on the word, God will give it to you. Amen? And so if you're really, really, really serious about God using you at this level, we're talking about experiencing his favor in your assignment to where your heart moves from over here and you over here under the grace cloud, man, just remove, just remove all the barriers to entry. It should be easy for God to send you where he wants to send you. Like the Apostle Paul, you should be able to say, I've learned how to live with stuff. I've learned how to live without stuff. In fact, that's the context of verse 13 where he says, I can 
do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's the context is that he has zero barriers to entry. He's just ready to go. Can I get an amen? Amen. Man, this will help you. Well, Pastor, I I would have served uh, in this uh, company if the boss uh, thought like me. There's always going to be people who don't think like you. There's always going to be people who disappoint you. But here's how you can function in those settings. is that You remove all the barriers to entry. You ask God, God, what would you have me do? Man, I wish, you know, some of you who are at Kairos, here's what I want. Here's your challenge. Here's your, your assignment. Okay, don't let this cat out the bag. Here's your assignment. The next time you see Isaac and Annalene, they're in town, call them, send them a text and say, listen, I want to sit down with you and just hear your story. Yeah. And, and then you pay for the lunch, of course. I mean, if you're the one who, you know, <laughs> don't embarrass me, okay? Just say, hey, I want to hear your story. And, and I think it's a story of removing all the barriers of entry in an environment that is not so conducive. And then here's what God does when he shows up and he sees you have no barriers to entry. He just comes and he picks you up yeah. and he promotes you. And you become the top dog. God doesn't mind you becoming the top dog because he knows it's not going to get to your head. Amen? Amen. You're going to take me up on that offer? Go and hear a story of how you remove all the barriers to entry. Can I get an amen? amen? So here's what you should do. You should do this. You should be your faithfulness. You should develop a faithfulness. And the spirit of fidelity towards the work that needs to be done. An uncompromising passion and commitment to get the job done regardless of the circumstances. You should make up your mind to be a blessing every single day of your life, spiritually, financially, and physically. Listen to what it says in Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. It says in the New Living Translation, so let's not get tired. This is the problem. If you read it in the King James Bible, it says don't grow weary. This is the problem is that people get tired. People faint. He says don't get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. The problem is there's a lot of giving up. In the name of the hurt my feelings. Man, I thought about it. I said, if I went with feelings, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Man, forget feelings. Feelings to me, feelings are like the air conditioner in the car. When I start getting, you know, hot feelings in, a, in hot weather, I just turn that sucker off or turn it down. Amen? I don't go with feelings. It doesn't matter how people try and make you feel. Don't, don't indulge that because if you do, you're going to keep your heart outside of where God wants you to be. Can I get an amen? amen. He says, therefore, verse 9, Galatians 6, 9, New Living Translation, verse 10. He says, therefore, whenever, someone say whenever. whenever. It doesn't matter where, where, you know, the, whenever. He says, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone. So the reason for opportunity is that so we can is so that we can do good. He says when we have the opportunity we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Opportunities are to be treasured when they come from God. And sometimes they don't look glorious. And so if you look for the most convenient ones, you might miss the great ones near you. Man, I'm thankful for the bad, the terrible bosses I had in the past. Because they taught me something. They taught me what not to do. So I'm thankful for the bad and the good. Because I learned uh, something from that. Can I get an amen? And so we're going to cap it off with this. Uh, The final one, how you can move your heart from over here to where you start functioning under grace. We said grace is the unmerited favor of God. We've measured on the unmeritedness, on the fact that it's free without telling people that it's also favor. So today, we want to put a, a capital letters on favor. The next time you write that definition, put small letters on unmerited and start emphasizing the favor. There's a favor aspect to the grace message. And we need to amplify it as much as we've amplified the fact that it's free. Amen? And so here's the last thing you can do. Learn how to navigate 
relationships. Learn how to navigate relationships. And how do you navigate relationships? You always prefer another over yourself. Always prefer another over yourself. You know, we talked about uh, a personal glorification a little bit. Let me give you a statement that I wrote down here. Never covet spiritual power and gifts to promote personal glorification on oneself. Never covet spiritual power and gifts to promote personal glorification to oneself. Always run towards the place of humility. Because the place of humility is where your promotion lies. Amen? I said, amen. You know, one of the things I do when I go out to preach is I just hang out with everybody. I just want to greet everybody, talk to everybody, hear their story, and so on and so forth. And so I sneak up on people, you know, because uh, uh, then God puts more grace on the humble anyway. So if you want your gift to really shine, just practice humility everywhere you go. So I I was in Uganda. I had a driver. uh, His name was Henry. And uh, Henry was a cool guy. He was a he was a cool guy. We called him King Henry. Actually, all of us called him King Henry. Did I tell you about the the L and the R in Uganda? Did I tell you that? Yeah. So King Henry was the one who kept you know switching it up. You know. And so we're having a good time with King Henry. He's telling me about Uganda. He's telling me about you know the the history of the country. And I mean we're having a good time. And then you know the preaching day came the next day, and we went to preach. And uh, you know both him and the director uh, were surprised that I could I could even preach they, they didn't think I could preach because they were trying to match my humility with the ability and they said no it's not gonna match I mean he's trying to be nice so that he can cover up on the preaching <laughs> and so after the service he came to me he said you know I want to just share something with you and I said what he said today uh, I finally came to the conclusion the director was talking to the driver he said today I finally uh, came to the conclusion that uh, the good ministers are always going to be the humble ones. And I say to him, I have a verse for that. God gives more grace to the humble. You want to experience more grace? Just get out of the way and let Jesus shine. Amen. Amen. I told the guys here, they said, you know, Pastor, before you get up, we need to introduce you. I said, everybody knows me. Can you imagine every Sunday before I come up, would you please stand as we welcome the man of God? <laughs> Bah. I said, well, for what? He said, we may have two or three people, you know, who, that's it, they're going to know, just let them stick around, they're going to know, oh, that's the guy, oh, that's his name, okay, yeah, we'll move right along and make the main thing the main thing. You see what I'm saying? And when you get out the way, God has a way of promoting you Amen. and bringing you to the forefront. And sometimes we get caught up in things that don't really matter. Yeah. And we are ready to quit. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. So learn how to navigate relationships. What I mean by that is uh, prefer others over yourself. Always be ready to serve others. Always be ready to make it easy for everyone around you uh, to serve you. Amen? In other words, become self-sufficient. You know, don't, 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 don't inconvenience someone else uh, to try and get something done in your life. Even when God starts to promote you, become self-sufficient. There's nothing I'm going to ask somebody to do that I can't do myself. You know, I'm always, in fact, they've asked me to slow down. I'm always going to be there, you know, picking up stuff and doing it myself. I want to do it myself because I just feel like it's weird for me to ask somebody to do something that I'm not, you know, uh, uh, willing to do myself. So I did my COVID test in Kampala there. And uh, Henry, you know, he lives far, the driver. And so the results came out at 9, 8 p.m. It was a 24-hour service. And he said, you know, uh, uh, between 8 and 9, he said, uh, as soon as the results come, please call me so that I can come and pick you up so we can go and get, you know, the results. And this was what it looked like. The guy stays uh, so far, he stays in Pretoria. He was going to drive all the way to pick me up, let's say, at Eagle's Nest, and the results was at Monte Cassino. So I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to ask the guy to, to come. I'm going to get on a border border. You may not know what a border border is. They have these little uh, motorcycles. 
I've always wanted to go, get on one anyway, so they wouldn't let me. They're like, the guest speaker can't be there. I said, man, I'm going to you know, just sneak out and get on one. So I snuck out and I got on one. I mean, I went and I collected uh, my results. And man, the man was so uh, grateful. He said, thank you. Because it was his time to spend with his child. It was his time to spend with his family. And sometimes our barriers to entry are so high. Sometimes we haven't learned how to navigate relationships at that level. And because of that, we can... Listen, if you don't learn how to navigate relationships, you can sabotage your future. Because I have a statement that I say, relationships are a currency of life. Forget the money. Do you know how God gets stuff done? Do you know how God get thi gets things to you? He does it through people. He does it through relationships. And if you don't learn how to navigate relationships, listen, if you have a PhD in hurting people, you just have a PhD in causing commotion, you are sabotaging yourself. Better yet, if you are offense ready, do you know there are just some people who are offense ready? They leave their house thinking, yeah, I just want to be angry at someone today. I just want to. <laughs> and then it's like the enemy really knows how to sabotage and keep them outside of the grace cloud. Because as they drive out of the house, someone cuts them in traffic. And then he can keep them here. He can put a fence over here. He can erect a fence over here just through offense. They function on the edge. Have you ever met people who are always on the edge? In fact, there was a song about that. Don't push me because I'm close to that. Why would you want to be on the edge? Because if, if you live your life on the edge, I could literally, I won't even need much effort. I could literally come from behind you with my finger. I can push you off the cliff. Why would you live your life on the edge? And that's what offense does. That's what bitterness does. That's what strife does. Amen? Amen? Don't be offense ready. It's just putting the toilet seat down. You, you, can, you can put it yourself. <laughs> and all the brothers said... get mad just you know put the thing down is it still working <laughs> and the women say just put it down <laughs> nicely just you know put but here's my point is that you know offense is given but you have a choice whether to take it or not to take it do not take offense and when you do that, you guard your heart with all diligence. Man, do not accept bitterness in your heart. Be quick to forgive. That's what the scripture says. Be quick to forgive. And some of these people have hurt you. They were being used by the devil to keep you outside. In fact, the word offense in the Greek is skandalon which literally means the bait of Satan. That's what offense means. It means he's set a, a bait and is waiting for you to bite so that he can catch you and drag you, trap you, and drag you outside of the, the will of God where the favor flows. So how do you function uh, in favor? We say number one. You learn to give. When you give, it moves your heart. It transports your heart uh, into a place of favor. Number two, uh, you just serve with a pure heart with low barriers uh, to entry. Don't make it hard for God to send you. Amen? Amen. Number three, learn how to navigate relationships. I'm going to end with these verses. Uh, if, if, what, Pastor T, what if I have a nasty boss? Let me read Proverbs 21 verse 1 for you. It says the king's heart, in other words, your boss's heart. He says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And like a stream or like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. And so the Lord, you know, he's got your boss's uh, heart in his hand, you know. And he doesn't want you to try and have your boss's 
hot in your hand because you're going to mess it all up and it's, it can you know become nasty just let the lord do what he only can do the king's heart is in the uh, hand of the lord and like a river he turns it turns it uh, wherever he wishes psalm 75 from verse 6 uh, to 7 says this i know that the favor what are we talking about unmerited he said, this I know, that the favor which brings promotion and power does not come from anywhere on the earth. For no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines where favor rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees. Did that bless you? Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, I have favor. Someone shout, I have favor for my assignment. Therefore, I receive preferential treatment. I have supernatural increase and restoration. I have prominence. I have my petitions granted. Laws, policies and rules changed in my favor. I have won battles which I didn't have to fight. Favor will bring divine connections and Kairos moments. Favor will open doors for me that many have said are impossible to open. No obstacle can stop me. I have, I have favor, therefore, therefore no, hindrances no hindrances shall delay me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man, his favor is all around you. And when, when, when you start functioning, this, right here, right here. As I was at the airport getting ready to take off to go to Uganda, I got a call from Faith Broadcasting Network. They said, hey, listen, we want to host you live uh, on the broadcast this Thursday. We want you to get on live and, and preach. I said to the man, I'm sorry, I can't take uh, this opportunity. I'm on my way to uh, preach somewhere else. But that's what favor looks like. You'll have more opportunities than you have time. When you don't have favor, you have a whole lot of time and zero opportunities you got time but i don't have anything to do give me, get somebody give me something to do the favor of god you'll have more opportunities than you have time it is in the place of favor where you actually start to enjoy living life you actually you have so much to do you say lord ah lord just let me leave some some more I've got more things to do. When you don't experience this favor, take me out of here. Lord, take me out of here. I'm done. Man, move into this position of favor by practicing these three principles. I believe before the end of 2022, some of you are going to come to me and say, man, I, I'm experiencing exactly what you were preaching on that day. Amen. 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 I was saying in the first service, you know, as we were getting ready to come back here, uh, we didn't know what that was going to look like. We knew we needed a space for the kids. Uh, and we knew God has put his favor on this church. He's the one that gets to do the work. And when we came to talk to the owners, uh, uh, the negotiations to build that whole entire kids section uh, was nothing longer than two minutes at most. We came, presented. Favor will cut the puppy short. You don't have to struggle and beg and, and, you know, do all the extra. All you have to do is to be under the open heaven. And I mean, it works like a charm. Things get done. Amen. It's a part of this grace covenant that we are a part of. Yes, it's free. But yes, it's also favor. So there's a favor on you. And can I pray for you? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for these, your precious children. Lord, I just thank you for you have favor on them. As Psalm 5 verse 12 says, you have surrounded us with favor. Every side we look, favor. Lord, I thank you that these, your precious children, will begin to experience your favor at a new level. 
even in this new year 2022. Lord, I thank you that they will begin to experience favor in the workplace, that they will begin to experience favor in the ministry, that they will begin to experience favor in whatever you have called them to do. Lord, I thank you that you are just releasing a favor. Man uh, will open doors for them. Man will bring their names uh, uh, into tables uh, where important things are being discussed. And they will speak favor on their behalf. Lord, I just thank you that you will uh, 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 shine a light on their names. That even in their uh, company, when their name is spelled out, it will be synonymous with favor. It will be synonymous with promotion. It will be synonymous with uh, protection. It will be synonymous with increase. Thank you, Father, that it will be synonymous with new uh, uh, departments, new doors of opportunities being opened just so that they can grow and flourish. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. And someone said, Amen. Amen. I want to share a, a quick testimony that I heard from my brother here, Sipo. Uh, he's, been, he's been functioning in that place and it's evident for all to see there are a few of you in here that have been functioning already uh, in that place of favor to a measure but I'm telling you there is even a greater measure available for you and so uh, Sipo told me you know that they were going to build a new branch uh, and that they were going to you know make him the branch manager and so we were doing our mentorship thing and he asked me he said should I take this opportunity I said what are your concerns he said my concerns is that if I move into this new branch branch it, it's a standalone branch okay it's by itself um uh, by the way if you don't know uh uh sipo sells uh, uh beds you know uh, uh not just any kind of bed you know i thought i thought i had a bed he called me he said when he told me he sells beds he said man i sell beds i said man psh, i already have therapeutic <laughs> you know what he said to me he said bro you're sleeping on the floor <laughs> that's sleeping on the floor you know, what's the most expensive bed you have over there? 200000 250000 So the one time, so, so yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you are thinking, what kind of bed? You just need to go and check it out and you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know. In fact, one of my friends in the U.S. Uh, went and bought uh, one of those beds and uh, he slept. You remember Yukon? He gave us that testimony. He slept on a temper bed. He woke up in panic the next day in the morning because he thought he was dead. You remember? Yeah, he thought he thought he was because that's how you know uh, comfortable these, these beds are. And so the one time I was at his store, you know, I'm laying hands on these beds. I'm claiming them into the kingdom of God. Claim me in the kingdom. This one guy just came. He said, "I want five and he swiped. I said, "Lord, I need prosperity in my life." I said, and so, you know, uh, Sipo, back to Exhibit A, uh, Sipo was going to go to this new branch, okay? And so he said, man, I'm concerned because it's a standalone, so there's not going to be much traffic. The previous branch he was in, you know, people would uh, uh, go doing other things. Then, you know, there's so much traffic, it's in the mall. And so he said, I said, man, but you have the favor of God. He said, yeah, you're right. Let me take up this, you know, so we both agreed, we prayed that he should take up this uh, uh, opportunity. And man, he called me last December. I think it was on the 5th. He said, man, we've already sold enough for the month. I don't know what to do with my time now. On the 5th of the month, they, I mean, one guy came and bought 500,000 worth of bedding. I mean, we live. You're like, which job am I living in? You're like, <laughs> Uh, Five hundred thousand. You know, I have a pillow though, so I'm, I'm, we have two. We're on our way somewhere. You know, we we we've left. We haven't arrived. But but he said on the fifth, and I think the month before that, the Lord did it to him on the twelfth. The month before that, the Lord did it, to him. and now his branch is outperforming the whole company. The, his branch is the one that's. Come on. That's what the favor of God will do for you. Here's a brand new branch that's not even a year old. But because God has put someone in there with his favor on him, favor will break limits. Amen? And that's what you have. You have no limits. 
as you go out there man i'm to expect to see favor expect it if you don't see favor be concerned amen when you go to the bank and uh, you, you, if you're flying uh, uh, if you're flying somewhere and you're flying economy and they come to you and say, hey, we are uh, upgrading you to, to business class. Don't say, who, me? No, you say, Psh, I expected that. Psh, I knew it. <laughs> you're talking to me? Yeah, I knew it. I was expecting you. Instead of, ah. Are you sure? Me in a valley. could be someone else no expect it amen man we love you god bless you remember they're serving food outside uh, remember these words from second corinthians 5 7 for we walk by faith and not by before we hope this message has been a blessing to you thank you for listening to find out more about how you can become a partner visit faithhill.tv today That's who